Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. Today's guest is Trina Fisher, co-founder of Left Right Labs, an award-winning branding and web agency that helps thought leaders reinvent their brand, their businesses, and their life. With 16 years of experience and over 100 brands launched, she has supported celebrities, coaches, best-selling authors, thought leaders, and more in creating genuine brand identities online. Okay. Hey, Trina, how are you doing? Doing awesome, Tim. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. And, you know, number one, thank you for being such an amazing uh, sponsor with Mindshare and really delivering amazing things for our community. And we were talking last week and, you know, one of the things you brought up, which was, you know, was just gold is, you know, about brands being dusty, you know, <laughs> and, and I started thinking about them like, you know, that is so true because you see a lot of these websites and see a lot of these brands and they just haven't worked on it for, for quite some time. And, and you see that they've just been left behind. And, and I'm guessing that's kind of what that means, right? Absolutely. It was so funny. We were on a call with a new potential client and, you know, we're very used to clients coming to us and saying, oh, I need a rebrand or I think my visuals are old. But the way he said it was just absolute perfection. He shows up and he says, ladies, my brand is dusty. I look like I'm running this business from my garage instead of this big approved facility. And it was, I just cracked up because I'm like, I think everyone can relate to that, especially when you've been in business for, you know, multiple years. It's real easy to neglect those smaller parts of your brand to end up telling the whole story. And I just thought, well, dang, I don't know my brand's been dusty before. <laughs> I bet yours probably has too. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny you brought up the garage analogy because, you know, you know that happens. Right? You clean the garage and next thing you know, over time, it just, it just, things start to pile up, dust starts to accumulate. It's like, where did all that come from? Right. And then, yeah. then you're in the garage, you're like, I got to clean this up. Like, where do I start? <laughs> right. And that's, that's really the question because a brand is very much, it's a big thing. There's so many different yes. components to it. 
like how do you start on this and, and what are the recommendations to really uh, number one noticing that your brand is dusty right and the question is how much dust is on it and then secondly how do you start to de-dust this thing and, and make this thing fresh again and make it clean again and, and make it optimal those are awesome questions. I'm going to take us one step back here before we dive into how you can tell your brand is dusty. And first of all, just kind of help make sure we're on an even playing field on what a brand even is. Because I think it's really common for people to think that a brand is just the visual side of their company or of their business that they have. But your brand is really your reputation. It's the product that you sell or the services you offer. It's the quality of your customer service team. It's your ability to communicate clearly. So one thing I really love to make sure that our clients understand is you don't even own your brand. Like that's a perception. That's what other people think of you. And Jeff Bezos from Amazon says it so well. He says your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. And so when you really let that sink in, it's that reminder that, oh, it's all those pieces combined. And so I think yep. that's where we can really start to see where the dust builds up is when we start to look at that brand from a whole instead of just one area. When we're thinking about what areas do we even look at for a brand, I want to look at not only your brand visuals, but also what's the strategy behind your current brand? Are you clear on that? Do you, do you know where you're going? Maybe your business model has changed. So that's something to think about. It's also the brand visuals, which is what most people associate. But then it's the messaging. Does that need to change? It's that whole story and the way that you communicate that with your audience. And then also thinking about the products that you offer and those sales funnels you set up eight years ago, whoa, shoot, when was the last time those were tested? <laughs> so those are all those little places where that dust can like settle in and really start to make people sneeze when you haven't taken care of it. That's a great point because you can, you know, de-dust something like you said, like the visuals, right? Like you could uh -huh. redo your, your logo and your colors and things like that. But if you don't do the things downstream, all you are is just putting a, a new picture on a frame that the and the thing behind it is not consistent with what you've done up front so there is a process right to be able to do something like this and and i guess the question is is where do they start like where would somebody start knowing that listen i, I got a logo i need to redo that is right. i totally get that right it's just it's outdated it may not be consistent with what i'm doing but what else is involved right you mentioned sales funnels and and maybe copy and products and things like that. I mean, it kind of sounds overwhelming, but yeah. I'm assuming it's not. It's really not when you have a proven process for how to boil that down. You know, and we, we've we been serving trusted authorities in the health and wellness space for over 16 years. And we started to notice a pattern over the years of what things they were struggling the most, which pieces seem to get in the way. And so as we've uncovered this, we've really figured out that I want you to think of it like a Venn diagram. Everybody loves a Venn diagram. We've got three circles, right? All three circles are going to overlap on each other. And in that top circle, it's really about getting clear. That's like the overall strategy for your brand. And then if we look at that lower right circle, that's about getting noticed, which is what most people assume a brand is. That's what we're talking mm -hmm. about, the visuals and the messaging. And then when we think about that bottom left circle, that's about getting paid. So that process is getting clear, getting noticed and getting paid. And we have it set up in that particular order for a really specific reason. <laughs> you don't want to have getting paid up front, right? Up on top. Because right. a lot of people want to start there. They want to like, I just want to get paid now. Like, I just want, yes. to, like, I want to get paid now. But if they're not clear on their message, 
then they're not going to get paid, right? Absolutely. And once they get clear, then they can get noticed and then they can get paid. You know, it's got a structure to it, which, you know, you've laid out beautifully. And maybe talk more about what it means to get clear, because it sounds like that's the most important thing, right? It's that why, right? There's always the why involved, the getting clear. It's why you're doing this. You got to get super specific, super clear, because that's what consumers are looking these days for. They're looking to see clarity in the message. They're looking to see clarity in the brand awareness so they know exactly what that brand stands for. That's so true. And I think it's really easy to get caught up in the getting noticed and the getting paid part. You know, that's like the shiny marketing and the tools and the tactics. Those are the things that we feel like they're creating momentum because we're actively doing something. So if those are the things you've started with, that's super common. Don't feel bad about that. But let's think about how much more effective could we make those pieces if we take one step back. And that's what that get clear piece is. And the way that we like to describe that for our clients is if you pause to get clear first, that's really about helping you increase your revenue because now guess what? You're going to be offering the right products to the right clients for the right price. And most importantly, with the right personality, that thing that distinguishes you and makes you different. It's not only about getting clear first, but we also have a specific order that we do that in where we see really excellent results and our clients achieve really great results. So when our clients can start by thinking first about what are they offering? Like if you got to sit there right now and you thought about what are the services that you offer or the products that you have available, are these the exact same products you were selling 12 years ago? Because if they are, some of those might be gold and worth hanging on to, but I'm willing to bet that some of those are pretty dusty themselves and are actually a distraction. Like when a client calls and wants to do that particular test or take that particular product, do you inwardly groan every time because it's such a a hindrance or something you don't enjoy doing anymore? So that's one of those things that can really trip people up because they're holding on to offers that they no longer want to do. So that's one of those places that we want to get clear on. And we like to help our clients get clear on that first because other people will suggest, oh, why don't you get clear on your ideal clients? Something to think about there is if I'm if I'm trying to nail down who that ideal client is first, then that means everything I'm creating is almost it's more of like a people pleasing situation. You're creating something for someone else when you're not really being fulfilled yourself. And I think that's one of those super common things you run into after being in business for so long. You're burnt out and you don't know why. Well, it's because you're giving away offers that you don't want to fulfill on anymore. <laughs> so you have to pause and create a care plan for yourself. And that's the point of getting clear. You get to know what are the offers I actually love to do now? What's the business model I love now? Then let's think about who are the ideal clients that need what I actually love to do? And once you have those two pieces dialed in, then it makes it a lot easier for you to start thinking about what are the marketing channels that my ideal clients really are on, that they want to receive information from. And then what that does is it makes everything more profitable because now the money that you're spending on your marketing or on the tools for your team, now it all aligns with the things you actually love to do and the people you really enjoy serving. And so we really explain getting clear is that's the foundation. Like that is step number one in really thinking about how to dust off your brand and start with yourself. Start with why, as Simon Sinek would say, but but in a really measured way. So you know exactly what you're testing and changing to make things right for your current foundation. Maybe you could dive in just a, another level deeper because 
you know, it's interesting to understand, you know, what the things you need to get clear on, right? I mean, it, it's one thing to say to get clear, but that can be very ambiguous, right? But yes. until you really start to dive in on what does clarity mean for a brand, I, mean, I think it would be helpful for the listeners to know, you know, what some of the things that, you know, they would expect going through a process like this and what they should be looking for. Yeah, the first thing that I would encourage anyone who's listening to do is to really consider your current business model. Are you a brick and mortar? Are you an online business? Are you a hybrid? How is that working for you? Which pieces do you love the most and which pieces feel more like a burden for you? Because there might be an opportunity for you to find those pieces that you really love to do, but they're just not quite done. That's one of our favorite things to help our clients with. When we look at that overall business model, is there something that's 80% complete in that business model that if we just pushed and got that final 20% in, suddenly it would open up all this additional time and uh, optimization for your team, right? So when we can dial in that business model, that's the first really essential one that we encourage our clients to look at. And then once you know what business model you want, then you can start to dive deeper into those offers. And thinking about, are these offers things that I love to fulfill on, that my team is equipped to fulfill on, and that the market actually needs right now? We need all of those things because we need to love what we're doing and we need to make money while we're doing it, right? <laughs> wow, what a concept. And I got like, no, go figure. <laughs> so those, those are the first two things that you should really be getting clear on. And we'd like to help our clients kind of walk through what is the customer journey that you take your clients through? You know, do you have specific products they need to use first? Are there certain ways that they're receiving information from you and your brand that we need to think about first? Because all of that plays into that overall communication that is going to then help you get noticed and help you get paid. So if we think about kind of the channels that that's coming from, that's going to be another one of those layers that we want to take a look at when we get clear. And then we have, especially when you've been in business 10 to 12 years, you know, you're a trusted authority. People know who you are. You have a pretty good idea of who your ideal clients are. But have you ever gone further than just thinking about men or women, 35 to 65, US-based or UK-based or, you know, wherever you're based out of, right? Have you ever gone further to think about the psychology behind what they need from you? What are those real pain points that are keeping them up at night? And also thinking about things like where are they spending their time? What are the hobbies that they're doing? And this in particular, we see a lot of clients kind of go, oh, why does that matter? That's your communication points. Like if we're thinking about what can be generating more content for you down the road through social media or through blog posts, et cetera, if I suddenly know that my audience likes to shop at these stores and they spend their time doing this, and this is their first priority outside of work. Now I have all these opportunities to start real conversations outside of just take my offer. You know, like it's it's building that relationship. And so those are things that we really like to get clear on about your ideal clients. And so now you know what you love to do and you know what your ideal client loves to do. And now we know that that's harmonious together. And then we can go that extra layer deep of let's get clear on those marketing channels and this can be such an overwhelming thing for people because there's a million social media platforms. There's all these different ways to get people's attention. How do you know that your money is being put to good use? 
If we know who the ideal clients are and what they actually love, if we've taken the time to figure out where they hang out now, not where they hung out, you know, five, 10 years ago, where are they hanging out now? Then guess what? Your marketing money is going to go a lot further. So now you've got all those pieces dialed in in a really fine-tuned way so that everything is stable and you have this really solid foundation to be able to move forward from. And when you're stable, people see that in you and they're like, okay, you are a trusted authority because yeah. you really know and you have that inner confidence. I call it confidence. <laughs> you get to be exuding confidence in a kind way because you care enough to think about who those ideal clients are and what they need. And yeah. you're confident in what you love to do. And so it just really resonates in a different way. You know, one of the things I love is examples or stories, right? One of the ones that I know we as my chair went through this, this process, part of the process with you. So we're a 10 to 12 year old brand, right? And, and our brand was dusty. I mean, the logo was, you know, it was around for quite some time. You know, we're not sure where the colors, like all the colors where we were, we were all over the board. I mean, it just kept finding website after website after website that we built. It was out there and, you know, we made the decision to really consolidate things and really get clear, you know, as to who we are and who it is that, you know, who our ideal client is and why they would want to work with Mindshare. So you helped us tremendously. So maybe you can go back in your way back machine last year when we went through this process, you know, just give some examples and kind of walk through for the listeners as to, you know, what that process looked like. Maybe not at a real minute level, but, you know, a higher, higher level as to what you walked us through. Absolutely. I think one of the things for a company like yours, where your your ideal clients have stayed pretty similar, but there's been updates because the world updates. I think for you, where I saw you guys have the most excitement was really walking away and knowing that extra secret sauce that you bring to the table. Like taking time to even consider who the competitors are in your individual spaces and I'm using the word competitors lightly, right? There's room for everybody out there. But we do have to consider when my ideal client is out there Googling their options, there are other options beside you. And you need to make sure that you have a personality you can own. And so we love to go through and do a couple different exercises. One of them is around brand attributes. And this is like everybody comes together if you have multiple people on your team or if it's just you as the founder and our team together. But going through and uncovering, hey, what are the ways I want to be seen? What do I want people to feel when they're interacting with me? What are the tangible things they walk away with? What is our current audience saying about us? And it's total permission to brag. You don't get that very often. Like in our day to day, we are not encouraged to do that, right? But it's permission to brag in a safe space. And then what happens at the end is you walk away going, oh my goodness, look at exactly who we are. Look at this through line of what we have established. And then that gives us as a team some brand clues to who your brand archetypes are and what that big brand personality is. And I know, I think that was something, if I'm correct, Tim, that you guys had a lot of fun with. Absolutely. (laughs) It was an amazing process. And just having the team involved, it was very refreshing because being able to really go through these questions. And it was it was work. I mean, it was not an easy process. And we were accelerating the process as well to go through these things. It really brought you, made, made you aware of, we've been living in this world for quite some time and we didn't realize that, you know, there's something different, there's something better, there's a new direction that we can be taking and we can really start to consolidate some of the things you're doing. Because as you mentioned, you know, we we had all these things out there. We're like, way too much. Like, let's just let's just bring it in and Let's tighten it up and let's get real clear on, you know, what our message is and, you know, what our identity is and how we're going to show up in the world as a company to support, 
you know, these amazing health businesses that are out there, you know, that are looking for our guidance. And your direction gave us a, a real clear understanding as to who we need to be in this world today to be able to support, you know, these amazing uh, health businesses that are coming to us for our guidance. So thank you to that. <laughs> but, but I also, you know, I also want to bring in JJ as well, because I know you worked yeah. with her on her personal brand, uh, the yeah. Ignite Wellness side. Talk through that. That I know that was a rather extensive project for you, and uh, you know what I've seen is absolutely amazing. I and mean, I know it, it's helped them tremendously as a company. You know, walk through some of the examples there, and you know, let our listeners know. Thank you so much. Well, I think you know with JJ, her audience is very clear. But as JJ changes, the audience shifts, and that's going to be the same for you. So if you are somebody who is maybe your a thought leader or an influencer in your space, and that's kind of more the way that people would relate to you, especially for a brand like yours, your brand is going to move even more rapidly than another brand because that is literally happening at the speed of day-to-day media, breathing, changing, right? So I think the obvious thing that we can fall into paying attention to is what we're saying from stage and what we're saying on social media, because those are the things that are happening day-to-day right in front of us. So what happens is it becomes really easy for us to forget about what are all the ways that someone engages with us after I get off of a stage or after I get done you know, doing a live on social media or people are reading my posts. So with JJ, we really had a lot of fun going back through and reviewing her website, reviewing the, the product lines that she has available and thinking about, do these things resonate with who your audience is now? Because just like we're changing day to day, so is our audience. So really, this is the kind of work that you should be considering every two to three years, at least around messaging, visually, at least every three years, messaging every two, because of the way that the world changed so quickly. With JJ, it was really about diving in and figuring out who is she now and how do people know her now? How is she communicating that from stage? And how do we bring that same energy, that same personality, that tough love and belief in yourself into the visual side of the brand and into even the user experience on the website? How easily are people able to get the information that they need, especially with a brand like JJ's that's been around so long? That was a lot of what we do is like, okay, let's go through all this information they can absorb and let's figure out what is most potent now. Like, what do people need now? Let's restructure the site and the brand to align with that, not only visually, which is hugely important because that's what is kind of the, the gateway for people to engage with you. But then also as we go through and we think about where they're able to access information on the site and what order they read that, and we call that user experience, like thinking about what they need first. So with JJ, it was a lot of that work of, of coming through, uncovering what that new visual direction is, but more importantly, how do we even make order of all of this incredible content that she has for her audience? And so that happened not only on her website, but even through her product packaging and you know some of the new programs that are being offered. So it's about creating a system that's really flexible for all the team members you have involved, your marketing team, your, your product team, your media team, like creating a brand that has all those flexible assets that every third party you're working with can say, okay, boom, I've got exactly what I need. I have that killer personality. I know the voice that I'm talking through. And now everybody's empowered to do their very best work to support you, the client. And so that's really our goal. And I think that um, getting to work with JJ, that was a lot of fun getting to go through and and streamline all of that with her and her team. 
Yeah, and that's you just brought something up that you find and we found it on the mindshare side, and I'm sure other businesses that are out there, you know, in the in the health world, they've built a brand and they continue to, you know, add different logos and add different colors. And at the end of the day, it's about consistency, right? It's about consistency and consolidation because you gotta have one one landing site, right? For yes. for this. And it has to be consistent. And and like you said, there's a lot of back end stuff that happens, especially when you're working with you know, affiliates or partners or or others that are promoting your brand, you know, when they ask for those brand assets, like you should have that folder ready for them. It's like, here is everything, here is everything fresh, updated, like, and, and to also know that when you change whatever it is you're doing, you need to make your partners aware. Because I know that when we did it, you know, that's one thing, honestly, I overlooked. I'm like, oh, you know, there's a lot <laughs> of companies out there were promoting us they're, and they're finally like, hey, I saw that you launched your new website or you got your new brand. Like, and we get the new logo, right? Yeah. So those are things that you got to make sure because the dustiness is not only in your own house. Guess what? It's in other people's houses. And if you're not <laughs> dusting, if you're not dusting their house of your brand, then you're not doing your your brand a service. So it's important to to make sure that's being sent out there and that everything is being followed up and, and brought into line. That is such a great point. And I also think it's it's not just like being able to hand off those visuals to those other brands. But even your brand personality, is it okay if I share with the audience kind of what we uncovered for your brand? Yeah. Ar- we use this method of brand archetypes and it's really about going through and uncovering what are those core characters that everyone can relate to? If we think of movies, they do this beautifully. Yeah. If we think of a sage, that's Yoda. If we think of, you know, the explorer, that's Indiana Jones. If we think of the hero or the shiro, that's Wonder Woman. So it's these kind of icons that we can really easily connect to with a personality. And so for you guys, we uncovered that your brand is really the sage magician or the ruler magician, excuse me, because what you're doing is you guys are really leading the way in your brand with the way that you open up opportunities for people. You're bringing in the best speakers, the best teachers, the best support that you have for your audience. So you're really ruling exactly how people are understanding how to grow their business. But then you bring in that extra fun with the magician because if new listeners have not engaged with Mindshare, they are incredible at creating experiences for you. And that's that magic that you really bring to the table for your audience through Mindshare. So we get to uncover that with each client that we work with. And then what that does is that gives you a way to shift your voice and to also be able to shift the visuals and the connection that even your third parties are using to help grow your brand. Yeah, that's a great point. And thank you for that. I love that, you know, that brand archetype, the magician and the ruler, because, you know, we do love to create the experiences. And it's interesting, you know, when you create experiences, guess what? That's how you're leading, right? And when those experiences are landing and everybody is loving it, right? doesn't matter what company you are and what you're doing if you're creating that experience guess what you know everything's going to follow and that's just a a great reminder is that as you create these new things guess what your brand needs to be brought forward with it all those things need to be brought forward with it because if you're out there and you're stretching that gap that becomes a real issue because now you're one thing out here but you're one thing back here right yeah they see this amazing experience but then they land on your website or your social media page, or they see your copy, you're like, these things aren't consistent. I'm not seeing the connection between these two. So it's important to marry those. And what you brought up was absolutely like we had these experiences, but our brand wasn't there. So you brought us in line with that. We became aware of, hey, you know, 
we do some amazing things because we are on a mission. Like these trusted authorities that we're guiding, they are the heart and soul of our community. And, you know, we have to stay current. We have to stay relevant. We have to stay on the cutting edge of things because that's what they are looking for. That's what they need our, you know, our guidance in. We have to message that in a way that if we're doing it, we have to message it. You know, what I'd love to do is now talk about somebody in our community, Dr. Kaylee. And I know you've worked with her. She's she's I love amazing. Her. I know. She's been with us for so many years and it's just so great to see her growth. But I think this is a great example for those listeners who are doctors who are accredited health professionals who have a brand that they're just, you know, they've gotten to a certain point. They're like, okay, I, I need to take this thing to the next level. And and she found you. And and I know yeah. this is a great story because she had done some work prior to that before engaging you. And, you know, it just, just walk us through that experience. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this will really resonate for anyone that has not only a brick and mortar space, but really you're kind of, you're at a crossroad in your business. Because I think with Dr. Kaylee, something that was really interesting when she came to us is she had been previously working with another practice and now was coming to a place of, I've got my own practice. And now I have my own way I want to be able to present myself and still love and respect who I got to train with, but now I get to own this and make this mine. And so when she came to us, she had tried to start that process of having her own personality, of having her own brand foundation, and had worked with a team that didn't quite get them where they wanted. So when we started to go through the Get Clear process and her being able to hear in her own words exactly who she is and how her patients see her, and what they have to offer and just how much they do for not only their patients, but even their community, the ways that they get involved and give back. I think it's that moment of really realizing you're allowed to pat yourself on the back for all the dang work you've done, you know, and and just seeing how far you've come and being able to hear somebody else put that into words for you. Because it's just those things that we're blind to ourselves. So when we don't take the time to have someone from the outside help guide us through, then we're unable to see what's right in front of us. And so there's such a gold mine with her and her personality and her team that she created that really just was not being highlighted on her site and in her brand. So as we went through getting clear, like that was, I think, probably the biggest aha. Like she knew all the work she put in. But to hear it put in words from someone else of, wow, this is what I'm doing, this is who I'm serving, and this is how I'm serving them, man, that just gives you so much energy. And to know what that brand personality is now, that also gives you this incredible lens to start making decisions through. Because now you can say, if it doesn't align with the brand personality or with the with the pillars I have in my own company, then I can easily say no to taking on that situation. So for getting clear, I think that was the biggest win that she had. And then when it came to getting noticed and the visuals, she just really knew that she wanted to show the level of work and care that she put into taking care of her patients and taking care of her practice. And it was not visually being represented. And for somebody who has a good portion of their work being referred to you through maybe it's through case managers or it's through referrals from other doctors or practices in the area, you want people to immediately tell, oh, I'm going to get the best of care here. And so now when she walked through that that process of getting clear, we had that foundation, we knew that that was a problem that needed to be addressed. So when we looked at the way that the visual 
goals for her brand were built, she now gets to walk away feeling like, hey, this is not only an amazing representation of me and what I want, but this is also visually something that my audience could tell immediately that I'm going to take the best of care for them and that they're going to be in a place where they're treated the best. And so they're able to walk away and say that they now connect visually to what she has on her site and to the content on there. And then when we think about how she was able to get paid, that third piece of the process, it's really going through that process gave her the opportunity to even decide that there were certain areas that she was considering adding to her practice that now's not the right time. And and so taking the time to invest and go through the whole process and then even to be able to look at what are the systems and processes my team is using and how could I tighten those up? I think we could all say there are certain areas within our business, regardless of what field you're in, that, hey, my team members could do a better job with this or I could do a better job with this. And so Gretchen, the left brain of Left Right Labs is a systems ninja. And we also have Natasha on our team who's a business analyst. And so we're able to really go through and the client can then suddenly see, oh, oh, I know exactly which things I need to address next. And it empowers you to be able to do that with your team. And if you want extra support, we're there to offer it. But you have that full roadmap for yourself to say, oh, now my whole brand makes sense. People, when they interact with me, not just through talking, not just through seeing things online, but now when they come into my practice and they're experiencing the product, everything matches and that whole story makes sense. That's so good. You showed me some of Dr. Kaylee's um, images and the website before and after, and <laughs> it really landed. I mean, excellent, excellent work there. So I know we're at time, but uh, how can our listeners learn more uh, from you? And is there any uh, anything that we can drop into the show notes for them? Absolutely. Well, I think one of the things that everybody wants to know about their brand is, do I even have a strong brand? And am I going to get any kind of ROI from rebranding, right? That's that's that piece we all want to think about. So if we go back to those, that Venn diagram and the three circles that overlap, when we look at how get clear and get paid overlap, what those two areas affect is your revenue. And when we look at getting paid and getting noticed, what those two areas affect when they overlap is the optimization of your company. And then when we look at getting noticed and getting clear, and the overlap of that, that's really dialing in your identity. And that's how we like to explain ROI. It's your revenue, it's your optimization, and it's your identity. And when you have each of those areas dialed in, you really know where you stand and how effective and strong your brand is. And so we have a free five-minute assessment that anyone can take. You can simply go to mybrandroi.com and take this five-minute assessment and you will be able to tell, it'll lead you through a series of questions that will tell you which of those areas is strongest, which area needs the most improvement. And it gives you that baseline to know exactly where you are right now and what areas you can really focus on next to improve that overall ROI of your brand. Because I don't know about you, but I think everybody here really deserves that strong brand foundation. And that's what we're here to help you do. Yeah. And this is not just for beginners. This is not for folks that have you know, yeah. been in business for quite some time. This is for everybody, right? Because yes. it, it makes sense to just go through this through this five minute questionnaire and and figure out what you know what may be missing and and you know where you may not be clear, where you may not be noticed, and most importantly, where you're not being paid, right? Yeah. So if you got all those three things dialed, you know, if all these are working in sync, then you know that's when scale happens, right? But yeah. when there is one out of line. You know, you're not able to get to where you need to be. And and 
just just understanding that is is gold unto itself. So thank you so much, Trina, for your time Absolutely. today and really uh, educating all of us as to uh, getting clear, getting noticed, and getting paid. So thank you. You too. All right. Bye now. Thank you for joining us this week on the Health Business Growth Show. In the Mindshare Collaborative, we believe that a rising tide lifts all boats and that we get better together. So help out a fellow health entrepreneur or two and share this episode. It's actually proven that just by sharing useful information, you're more than 50 times more likely to implement what you've learned. So I call that a true win-win. And of course, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a juicy episode either.